Good morning, and God bless you. Good morning. Is baby on or not? All right. Praise the Lord. So nice when you come to church and you get to have church, huh? You know, it's like, uh, in, for myself personally, is that, let me take this off. For myself personally, with me, is that I love when I get a confirmation from God that what I'm going to speak on is what God wants me to speak on. Because don't you all know that we can, we can, we can, run, a, we can run a course and a race that is not God's plan for our lives. So before I start, let's go with the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I pray, Father God, right now, Lord, that you continue what you've started, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father God, that you bind my mind to your mind, my words to your word, Father God, and my heart to your heart, Father God, that all that I speak, Father God, brings you glory in this house, Father God. This is a place of honor for you, not an honor for me, Father God. I'm an earthly vessel, Father God, and I ask now for your appointed and anointed to be called to bring this word forth, Father God, to touch the hearts of my brothers and my sisters. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. So, these are my thoughts for the day. Um, first one was, I want you to know, I've been going through a battle for about four months um, with an injury, and it's been difficult. And I need to apologize to my pastor, because a month ago he asked me to speak, and I said I couldn't. And it ain't about when I want to do it. It's not about the pain. If Jesus says, I can't do this on the cross, who am I? So, you know, with that being said, I will never deny you again. I want you to know that because believe me, I've been feeling it ever since I said no. So with that, without further ado, my God is almighty and all powerful. But what I want to bring to you is this. Praise and worship is fabulous. You get to enter in the presence of God. So uh, are you all the way in? Brother White preached last week, asked you, are you all the way in? Before that, that we had the Lord's Supper. Pastor Jeff has been preaching. Sister Kim is preaching. Are you outside the camp? Are you sitting here? Are you a fake and baked Christian? Are you doing, are you, or is this the real deal? I told Pastor when he asked me about preaching, I told him, hey, coach, put me in. I'm ready to play. That's a metaphor for running a race. That's what I'm looking at. I'm going to run the race, and I'm going to run it with endurance, and I'm not going to quit. So what I would like to know is today... How do you main, okay, how do we maintain our passion for Christ and stay spiritually fit? Are you still on fire for Jesus? Because so many people say, I remember when I was on fire for you. Why is that a memory? I serve the same God that, that Isaac, Jacob, and Abraham serve. The same, same, the same person, the things that I look for in remembrance, what Jesus has, has done in my life. And what I turn around and is that understand this as we begin to embrace the calling on our life. We have got to understand this. God will never give you a schedule so full that he doesn't make time for himself, that he doesn't allow you to have time for him. You have got to stand, and you've got to stand firm in what you believe, and you've got to be in the word of God, or you don't have a relationship with God. So what I would look at, lot, what I brought together today is this, <laughs> that I have five essential things on meditating on God's word that you have got to meditate on the Word of God. It's great to come into worship. It's great to get the goosebumps. It's great to enter in the presence of God. But if you don't know the Word, you got nothing to fight the enemy with. The enemy is trying to attack my mind, my body, and I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And the five, all right, the five essential things of meditating on God's Word is reading, believing, absorbing, applying, and obeying. The obeying is obedient. The, okay, and scripture is not a substitute for thought. It's an incentive to think. You need to be thinking, what is Jesus saying to you? And I love it when Brother White spoke and asked Peter, Peter, who do you say I am? He asked Peter. He knew the answer. 
The thing was, when I was, reading, when I was talking to the Lord this morning, the Lord asked me, who, are you? who do you say I am, Randall? There's my confirmation with the Word of God. So as I stand right here today, and I want you to understand something. Meditation is written all over the Word of God. Read the book of Psalms. And at first, Psalms 1 says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but delights in the laws of the Lord. And in his laws, he meditates day and night. It's written. There's a reason it's written. He's trying to give us instruction, but we have got to pay attention. He, he is like a tree planted, planted by a river of water, which brings forth fruits in, fruit in, its, in its season, whose leaves also shall never wither whatsoever, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. I told my boss the other day, do you understand something who I serve? And she goes, what do you mean? I said, you know, everywhere I step my foot, that my God has planted a seed right there, that he said that my heart shall guide my way, but the Lord shall establish my step. There is nothing I'm going to do in the name of Jesus that's going to fail. But the only way I know that is I read, that I spend time with him. You know, and then we just go on to Psalms. It says, this is Psalms uh, 19, 14. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my refuge. All that I do has to be pleasing and acceptable. The Word of God says, offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto God. That means all that I do. That doesn't mean at church. People ask me on my job. This is what I do on my job, but my life is this. I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. So as I turn around, see if I got it all marked right here. So as I turned around, and I was trying to put this together, and it's just reading. One of the most powerful scriptures that I love is John 1.1. Because if you're reading the word, what are you reading? And it says this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made, and that was made. And in him was life, and and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. But do you understand what God is trying to say to you? Have you spent time in meditating? Because prayer is me speaking to God. Meditation is God speaking to me. I'm waiting on the Lord. He says, be still and know that I'm God. And everybody wants a fast-paced microwave. All right, Jesus, hurry up and answer me. It ain't about you. He don't have to answer you, but he will if you stay persistent in your prayers. You know, the Word of God says pray continuously. That doesn't mean I just have to pray when I'm at home. That means on my job I'm praying, dear Lord Jesus, please keep them away from me. Dear Lord Jesus, please give me some favor today. You know, all that I do, he says, he'll go before me. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. I refuse to allow anyone to take the joy of the Lord from me. I refuse it. I spent 35 years serving Satan. I'm going to spend the rest of my life serving Jesus. I know what freedom is all about. So as I begin, and it says believing that is simplest and the most powerful scripture that you'll ever read. And if you haven't memorized it, I would encourage you to. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For whosoever, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but ever everlasting life. Do we understand the simplicity of that? And the power of understanding that believing, do you really believe what you read? This is the word of God. It's perfect. It's, it, it's flawless. 
from, from the beginning when it was written to today, it's unchangeable. I serve the same God that he said I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. I serve that God. I serve the God that says I'll go before you. That Lord that says I will make a way and, and when, there's, when there appears to be none. Do you understand that the covenant that God has made with us, all I had to do was accept him, and he did the rest. I stand before you, and I shouldn't be able to stand here. I work every single day, and I'm a, I work full-time, and I'm a full-time father, and I do what the Lord asked me to because of God's grace. Period. It's his grace that's been applied to my life and his favor that's applied to my life. And all that I do, I give him glory. And if I fail to give God glory... Woe is me. Woe is me. So I turn around and I'm like, <clears throat> here, let me see here. I don't know if I lost my spot, but I didn't. Thank you, Jesus. Absorbing the word, okay? First thing we need to understand is this, that you didn't choose God. He chose you. He chose you. He chose you. When you were still a sinner, it didn't matter what you were doing. There's nothing that he will not forgive if you ask. But you've got to ask. The word says, seek and you shall find. If you fail to get into the word of God and you're going through turmoil and you don't know what to do, it is not God's fault. He said, seek and you shall find. Study to show yourself approved. This is what he's telling us to do. But are you willing to take the time to do it? Everybody is so busy with Facebook and, and, and Snapchat. I see my daughter do that stuff all the time. I'm like, really? You got to have Kim in front of you to talk to you? Just talk to her on the phone. Tell her to come over and visit. I mean, I watch it. Everybody is so serious with social media. I use my phone. I do. Google, what does the word of God say? Google, show me a picture of a man bowing before God. I was doing this morning. Show me a picture of the word of God enveloped around a person. And it showed a woman that was laid into the scripture in the arms of Jesus and empowered her. Because my God's alive. My God's alive. The word is alive. But the thing is, are you willing to receive it? Are you willing to go the depths to find out what you need to do to find out that relationship with Jesus Christ is what saves you? The word of God tells you that. It's I have to build a relationship. So as I turn around and I go to absorbing, I went to Romans 15, 3 in the Amplified, and it reads this. May the, God of all, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing through the experiences of your faith. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope and overflow with the confidence in his promises. You're never going to overflow in it. You're never going to understand it until you spend time with Jesus. How are you ever going to meditate on something? It's like, I'm going to teach you how to swim. Let's go to the deep end. I jump in, but I don't know how to swim. How well is that going to work? We're both going to drown. How can you lead somebody to Christ if you don't know what, who Christ is? The word of God says, he, tell, he told us. Every one of us, not just some of us. Go ye therefore to all the nations, preaching the gospel and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is not a select few. We were all called and chosen for a purpose. We all need to embrace the calling. If you're ashamed of Jesus, God help you. Read his word, because if you hadn't, he says, if you're ashamed of me here on earth, I will surely be ashamed of you and my Father in heaven. We have got to understand, this is the responsibility. I can't opt out of saying, well, I don't feel like talking to that person. I really don't like the lifestyle they live. Who am I to judge? The word says, by the measure I judge, is the measure I shall be judged. It's the love of Christ that draws all people unto him. It's not me. As the work is done on the inside of me, if the outside of me does not reflect and illuminate Christ, then it's fake. 
Because the change he does on the inside will reflect the outside. There's no way that you can say I'm a born-again Christian and blatantly live where you used to live. There's got to be a transformation power of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you've never received the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something, will convict you and make you feel miserable when you do something you shouldn't do. And that's what he's supposed to do. If you don't have the convicting power of the Holy Spirit, then you have never received Jesus Christ. I mean, it's just plain and simple. So as I learn out here, these are some things that thoughts came to me when I was, when I was studying. I was praying all week. And so this is what came to my mind. So how well you remember what God has done already in your life is how well you will praise him in advance for what he's going to do. Do you understand that he hasn't changed? And his word word says that he will complete the good work that he started in you. He's not done with you yet. The only person may be done is if you, if you walk away. He's not finished, and he'll still chase after you. He's not giving up on you. And so I turn around, and I'm like, applying the word of God. What does it mean to apply the word of God? The apostle Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So do I walk around like I'm better than you? I'm saved. I'm sanctified and delivered. Excuse me. I'm saved. Sanctification is a lifelong process. I'll be delivered when I stand before Jesus. Until that time, there's work to be done. And that means each and every one of us need to do something. If you're in this, be in this to win this. Be there. Be available. Say, I'm, I, are you on the team? Get off the bench. Get off the bench and say, hey, coach. Hey, coach. Hey, coach, what can I do for you? Hey, coach, hey, coach, what can I do for you? Ask. There's so much work to be done in this church between Celebrate Recovery, between church right here, between all that has to be done, teaching the classes. Everybody can do something. We are many parts of one body, and each of us are given a specific calling. But you have to answer the call. It does you no good if you don't answer it. My phone's ringing. Who is it? I don't know. I mean, take the time to answer it. How are you ever going to know? So as I turn around and I, and I look at, it, at, at applying the word, Galatians 6.10 in the Amplified says this. So then while we, as individual believers, pointing at all of us, have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, not only being helpful, but also doing that which promotes, promotes their spiritual well-being. Your, your entire walk with Jesus Christ is based on the spiritual conditioning. The Lord give you the spark. I say the ultimate prime because I like transforming. The spark. The Lord gave you the spark the moment you accepted him. But it is your responsibility to fan the flame. It is your responsibility to get in the word of God. It is not me. My salvation is mine. Yours is yours. You can't get to heaven on my shirt tail. But I can tell you this. My name and my children's name are written in the book of life. They're going to stay there because that's what I claim. Because the word of God says, tells me that I can speak life or speak death. Speak it abundantly. Stop being the fake and bake, watered down Christianity. And I don't mean to hurt anybody. Let's get real and rise up. Jesus is looking for warriors, not sissies. I mean, I'm telling you, this is the end times. Look outside the doors of a church and see how bad it is. You have got to get real with Jesus. Ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? It ain't about you. I don't care, brother, where you've been. I don't care where you came from. I don't care the pain that you've been through. Jesus is the way out. He's the only way out. So as I turn around and I, and I see it and I'm spiritual, being, being well, being especially the blessing to those of the household of faith, born again believers. If you're born again, start acting like it.
I'm sorry. We need to start acting like it. If you're a Christian, start claiming it. If you're a Christian, start acting like it. Turn around and reach your brother's hand. Don't act like you're going to diss him and you're going to be away from him. I don't want to talk to you. Jesus said, he didn't come for the righteous. He came for the sinners. Thank God he did because he came for me. I mean, that's what I look. I just look at like, okay, well, I'm all right. It works for me. So then, it says obeying or obedience. The Word of God tells you specifically straight out that obedience is better than sacrifice. I don't care what you give. He wants you. He wants you to do what he asks you to do. Like I said, when I apologized to my pastor, I was in a massive amount of pain. I'd been going through major turmoil. They were putting me on medication and pain pills, and my mind was becoming weak. And after 35 years of my addiction, what I did was the seventh day, God's number seven, the Lord spoke to me. Can I do this still? Did I not deliver you from where you came from? Do you think that I have changed? No, Lord, I haven't. But I had changed. I was relying on the doctor instead of the divine healer of Jesus Christ, who is the master physician. I stand true, sister. Stand true. He will heal you in the name of Jesus. Because we believe. That's what I believe. And I believe that his word tells me straight up that he will restore my youth. I shouldn't be able to do what I do. But I praise God every day that I get to so it's like some days I get home, I'm exhausted. But praise God that I got to go to work. Praise God I get to raise my children. Praise God. I'm a servant of the Lord, and so is my baby girl. My son's still like, well, he's kind of laying in the pews right now. You know, just kind of enjoy. But it's okay. It's okay. Because I'm the one that's going to show that woman what a mighty, mighty man of God is. She ain't getting somebody torn from the floor because... Bottom line, forgive me, Lord, but that still works. We're not even going there. But I don't have to because my God said he'll provide all my needs according to his glory and riches in heaven. And that's what my daughter needs. The covenant is not just me. By me being saved, he said he'll save my whole household. Last week, I seen the word of God come alive with you, Andy. I cried, I wept, because I followed in. I did exactly what happened to you, and I told you exactly what Ben told me. Brother Randall, if you hadn't got your act together, you'd have never seen that little boy get baptized. My son was baptized here. I watched your son give his life to Jesus. That's the power who I serve. His word is real. It's alive. It's living. But you've got to be active in it. You've got to understand what he's telling you. Be real with Jesus. Quit laying down and just giving up. How well does that do for you so far? Quit leaning out on your, says, the word says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. Well, I'm amazed my path is so straight. Sometimes it scares me because I was always used to just dipping and jiving, going this way, going that way. It's like, no, it's right in front of you. When Jesus puts his hand on your life, it's like an infinite pieces of puzzle. That the only thing you have to do is wait on God. He will lay a piece in front of you. Don't jump in front of him. You don't have to see what he's doing. You don't have to see what he's doing. That's where faith comes in. It's just faith is a substance of things hoped for and, and evidence of the things not seen. I don't have to see what my God does, but my faith is what stands true to it. When I turn around and believe what the word is telling me and I stand on the word of God, I'm like, I shall not be denied. I shall never go back. I am not living the life that I lived before. I shall serve him until the day he takes me home or he shows up before then. And I'm hoping the rapture happened. Because like Tammy and I said, we were driving in that van coming from San Francisco. Well, I drifted a little bit. She goes, well, we're just getting rapture ready. Because one day, the vehicle's going to go down the road, and we're going to be caught up in heaven. See ya. That's just the way it goes. 
So I'd learn around in obedience and obeying obedience is simply the simplicity of obedience. It's to hear, to hear God. But you've got to spend time with him to hear him. You've got to trust him in every single solitary circumstance. Lean not on your own understanding, but trust him. You've got to submit to him. His will, not your will. And if you had any records like I did for 35 years, my will was a mess. And then we have to surrender to God. It's not given up. It's given in to the power that's beyond human comprehension. You have got to understand that my God is mighty, mighty. He takes the natural and makes it supernatural. He takes the impossible and makes it possible. He takes someone like me and raised me out of the muck and mire, and he said, i got a job for you. you got to answer. You've got to answer his call. It's simple. When God blesses you, return the blessing. Because you're not, you're every breath you take, he gave you. And he could take it at a moment's notice. None of us, none of us, none of us are promised tomorrow. But today, I shall live. I shall glorify my God. I shall praise him. I shall love him. I shall weep before him as I do every day when I think about meditating on the word of God. I read the word of God. I stay in prayer. My children, I'm a living example in my home that my babies wake up. My boy woke up this morning and watched his daddy at his desk for two hours in my word, praying and weeping for the Lord. How can I train him and raise him up in the ways of the Lord if I don't give him an example? You're giving examples right here. God is telling us, you're the example. My son looks up to me. I watch the way he does things. I watch the things he eats. I'm, oh, man, I could chip off the old block right there. I said, you want some dinner? No, Dad, I'll have a hot dog and a piece of cheese. Well, it sounds just like his dad. You know, what do you want? You know, I mean, the simplicity of just watching the things that he does, and it's about love. And I tell him, Noah, you know, you got to do. He goes, Daddy, I'm a good Christian boy, Dad. But he tells me, Dad, he goes, I don't play with those kids at school. Why? He goes, they talk really bad, Dad. He goes, Dad, they're not believers. That's how do you know. Things come out of their mouth, Dad, they can't be believers. Now, as that's being said, the word says the truth comes out of the mouth of babes. How many times as a believer are we misrepresenting Jesus Christ? Because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The things that I say, the things that I do, defile my God. Do you think for one moment that Jesus is going to continually let you praise him and then go out these doors and defile his name? He died on that cross. There's precious blood was shed on that cross for each and every single one of us. So we have freedom. We have got to understand what he did and the magnitude of that. Submit and surrender to God and his, and his word, which is the will for your life. You're never going to know what God wants until you get into the book and begin to read it and begin to understand. And when you don't understand, don't panic. Don't panic. Close your eyes. Enter into the presence of God and ask him and call his word. Lord, you said you sent the comforter to me so he could lead and guide me to all truth. Ask him to lead and guide. The revelations I receive from the word of God are not when I just come and hear somebody preach. I love it. I love to hear preaching. I listen to it on TV. And I love to hear the word of God. I love worship. But I, I just desire when Jesus speaks to me. 
Because that's what I want. Because that oneness right here is what keeps me rooted and grounded and established in the Word of God. It's the oneness I have. It's the time I spend with him. I'm like this. I love my children. I adore my kids. But you ain't taking my Jesus time. When I, I get up early in the morning at 5 a.m. just so I'm not disturbed, people are like, why do you get up so early? Because I want to spend time with Jesus. Jesus is truly the lover of my soul. He has, he's given my life substance today. His grace and mercy that has been applied to my life absolutely blows me away. I'm like, really? Do you really love me? Yes, he really loves me. And he really forgave me. That's what absolutely blows my mind, that he really forgave me. He doesn't bring these things to my memory. His word says it. But the enemy tries to. But you have the power. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. And if you're not into the word of God, you're not going to see. The, let me tell you, you thought you had game out there? That, Satan's got game. He will twist you up. He will reach your family. He'll reach your friends. He'll reach on your job. And he'll try to undermine it. But I can tell you this. Jesus says, if you embrace the calling I place upon your life, that I promise you, you may stumble, but you'll never fall. If God be for me, who dare be against me? Stand true to the word. But you, without knowing the word, you got no power in the word. And so the last one, applying the word. I love this scripture. I love this scripture because it was the first scripture my little boy brought home from I Kids Next Door that Heidi and Rob and, and Jeff and Sarah had taught him. And I said, what is this? He goes, it's the word of God. Don't you know it? Um, so let me tell you, um, your children can put you in check. Your children, and believe me, if God can use a donkey, he'll definitely use my boy. And I'm, so what I said was, so it's, and this is the word of God, John 8, 31 and 32. If you abide in my word, continually obeying my teaching and living in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth regarding salvation and the truth shall set you free. If you don't know the scripture, you absolutely have absolutely no power, none whatsoever. So when I turn around and I see all these things, and, and one of the things that, that I do, and I'm not afraid to do, and I've done it right here at Celebrate Recovery, and I've done it right here behind the altar, and it says right here, he who kneels before God can stand in front of anyone, anyone. If I kneel before my Father in heaven... I could stand in front of anyone. And the things that I think about today is, and, and I love it, I love it when, when Jesus asked Peter, Peter, who do you say I am? Because that's the question today. Who do you say Jesus is? If I could have the worship team come back. The thing I want you to understand something, it only took one cross, three nails for forgiveness. One cross, three nails for forgiveness. And I want you to understand something. If you turn around and people say that Jesus was crucified. I want you to understand this. Friday, on a Friday, this is what I believe. Crucifixion was the most grueling way to die. There was nothing easy about it. They bent your knees the way they approached you. They put you on a, on a stoop, and they nailed nails through your feet. They stretched out your hand. So every time you went to take a breath, you had to go. And I can only imagine the pain that I deal with even right now. I went to physical therapy on Friday, and I hurt. 
I hurt so bad this morning, I was drinking kale pectic, and I was drinking, drinking Pepto-Bismol, because I'm not going to be denied. I'm going to stand true to the Word of God. I don't care. I don't care. I prayed during, during worship. I said, Jesus, please, please let me honor you today, Lord. Please let me honor you. I stood, and I honored Jesus, and right now, my stomach feels fine. I could probably eat lunch. So I'm telling you, the power of Jesus. But when you understand what Jesus did on the cross on a Friday, he didn't have to. He could have called a legion of angels down and wiped everybody out. If you read, if you read the word, and at the end of all that happened, and Jesus said, it's finished, it's finished. So all that you complain about, all that you worry about, he's in control of all of it. But we have got to understand that, that the depth of what he did. Because not only was he crucified, he wasn't crucified. They call it a crucifixion. I call it murder. I don't know any other way you could see it. My God was murdered for what I should have been murdered for. My God was murdered where I should be locked up the rest of my life. My God was murdered for all of our sins, past, present, and future. But what I look at is this, not just murdered. Then he went down to the belly, and he pulled all those out of Abraham's bosom. And on the third day, he rose again, and he goes, brother, I did that for you. So you could be free. So you could raise your son up in the ways of the Lord, so he will never walk where you walk. That's what we need to understand. The power of what Jesus did. You need to apply it to your life, look at your life, and really, all that I go through, it doesn't matter. This arm hurts. So what? I'm not nailed to a cross. I don't have to go down to, the, to, to hell and take everybody out. Jesus did it. The work is finished. He said, I completed it. It was done. Salvation is yours. All you have to do is ask for it. So if they'll play something, I want to ask you today. If there's any question in your mind, if you're, not, if you're not right with the Lord, or if there's something you're dealing with, or if you've been sitting on the pew in the ball game of this race that we're doing and fighting for Jesus and being about his, I ask you to come forward as a, works, as a prayer team will come up. I would love to pray with you. I would love to intercede with you and say, you know what? Jesus will make a difference in your life. Jesus will make a difference, but you have to allow him to today. Thank you.